Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us and get inspired and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. Today, we're doing an episode about subconscious healing, and we wanted to take a whole episode to just kind of share with you guys about the deeper work that can be done in multiple different ways and with multiple different modalities to help support you, because we really think that as interesting as human design is, you get into these like really fascinating, heady, scientific topics about the channels and the centers. And it's also interesting, but what the real magic is, is being able to apply these practices to your life and being able to connect with your truth and with the core of your being. And today we kind of wanted to share some of the deeper aspects of human design and how it helps you to heal your subconscious and have awareness of your subconscious. And we wanted to share some of the modalities that we've used to really tap into our subconscious and that have really enhanced our spiritual journey in a lot of ways. I like to think of the subconscious as like the real, real, like Mm -hmm. the real shit, the real you, the real work, um, the deep down, facing yourself and your issues or your traumas or your wounds or your fears and really facing them, not just saying like, yeah, I'm high vibe. I've done the, done the things, whatever, but like on a surface level, but really getting deep down into the nitty gritty and going there, like diving deep into yourself Mm-hmm. And that's something that only you can do. It's not something that someone else can do for you. Um, it only has power and effect when you have awareness of yourself and go there to like face yourself, mm-hmm. like your true subconscious essence and any fears or anything that you might be holding on to. Yeah, because your subconscious is the place where those fears really live. You know, they're so deep down inside of you that you might not even have awareness of them. But your subconscious is the place that holds your true level of worthiness. So if consciously you're you're telling yourself like, I'm worthy of success, I want to be abundant, I'm all these things. But subconsciously, you have this like stuff lingering there, these fears, these unprocessed things that are holding down your energy in a place that you're not even aware of, you're never going to be able to to improve your physical life or to see change or to be able to attract abundance until you Mm -hmm. really dive into those subconscious fears, those subconscious wounds, those subconscious beliefs, and really spend time with them and give awareness to them and give acceptance to them. And that is how you heal them is by being able to really go down there and see what's there and take a good hard look at 
those shadows, those um, deep, watery, emotional places that live in the subconscious part of your mind. Yeah, it's so interesting because obviously, you know, we've all heard the saying, you can't love other people until you love yourself or other people can't love you until you fully love yourself. And um, it's just kind of something that's said and it's easy to say and it's easy to say it to yourself. And so many people, especially in like the easy example of, you know, love and relationships are like, why haven't I found someone that treats me right? Or why haven't I found someone that, um, that loves me and cherishes me? And the truth and the easy thing to say is because you don't subconsciously deep down love and cherish yourself or, uh, uh, really have your own self-worth that you, that you treat yourself as a queen deep down in your core subconsciously. Um, and it's easy to kind of say like, okay, well, I'm just going to say out loud that I love myself and that I deserve the best and blah, blah, blah. But then subconsciously, not conscious, <laughs> you are, you are putting off the energy and the vibe that you are not worthy and that you aren't a queen and that you are not, um, cherishable or you don't treat yourself right deep down when you're not paying attention to yourself and to caring for yourself. So, um, it really is all about like, if you want to change your life in any aspect, whether that's with love and relationships or with family or with abundance or with success, in your job or changing your whole career, if you're really wanting to change your life, you literally life isn't going to change unless you work on the subconscious areas that you want to change within yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we just want to share some of the, the things that have helped us to really go there and really face ourselves and, and get deep. Um, and I'm sure that a lot of you know, you guys out there have had similar experiences and, um, yeah, it's fascinating, but it's so necessary to kind of up-level and transcend those subconscious fears or limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're kind of like lost when you're listening to us right now, you're like, what subconscious fears, just to kind of give you guys an example, if you're talking about human design and the different energy types, um, a lot of manifestors have a subconscious fear that they formed when they were a small child, that everyone wants to control them and that they don't have freedom and that it's not safe to be who they are because they're constantly going to be controlled by other people. Um, and that happens, you know, from when they're a really young age, from the way that their parents or other adults treated them. And then they, without bringing awareness to that subconscious fear, you'll never heal it. And so a lot of manifestors live into adulthood having this fear of being controlled. And so they don't let people in and they don't get close to people. Um, and they don't inform people because they have this subconscious fear holding them back, thinking that they're, that controlling energy is going to be perpetuated. Um, and then for a lot of man gens, they might have these childhood wounds or subconscious fears about thinking that they are a bad student or that they're constantly in trouble or that they do things differently or people see them as kind of wishy-washy or unorganized or unresponsible. And that comes from when they're a kid having all this energy and wanting to bounce around and people wanting them to sit in one place and do one thing for the whole school day. And so any man gens listening, you can definitely look into that fear and see if you've really given awareness and love. And if you have that fear lingering subconsciously, if you can release it. 
And then, yeah. Um, and I do want to add to that, you know, um, that that fear and same thing with manifestors, those fears can, you know, they start from when you're really, really young and they can manifest themselves in different ways that don't necessarily look like what you would think they would look like as an adult. And, you know, that fear of being controlled as a manifester can look like you pretending around other people or you, um, being fake and just like people pleasing. Um, it can also look like you not ever showing anyone the real you. Um, and then for man gens that constantly getting in trouble or feeling like you're going to get in trouble or fear of being bad, um, or being too much or not stable or not dependable. Um, that can really look like you playing small and you putting your head down and just doing what people tell you to do. That can look like you just not trying anymore and just, you know, being the person that people don't see as dependable. And so you just remove yourself and you don't get as close to people. Um, that can also look like you, lashing out and just saying, fuck the world. And, and I'm like, not meant for this world. I'm different and society sucks. Um, and so all of those things that, you know, sometimes spirituality really entices these feelings or really provokes them by saying like, yeah, fuck society, fuck conditioning. Like we say it all the time. Right. But it, it just matters. Um, it, it's important to get real with yourself and saying, okay, why is this coming from a place of fear? Is this coming from a place of love and expansion? Um, so it doesn't necessarily manifest itself in a way that's so cookie cutter and it's different for every single person. So it's really, really getting real journaling, looking yourself in the face, like inside and saying, okay, do I have these fears? Do I have these? Um, do I act a certain way around certain people? Because I'm deep down a scarred from my childhood as being this energy. So it's really interesting. And so, um, Dana, do you want to tell the rest of the types? Yeah. Yeah. So for generators, I would say that one of their um, childhood wounds that can become a subconscious fear would be thinking that you have to sacrifice your happiness or sacrifice what you want in order to be loved. Because a lot of generators, when they were a kid, if they did what other people wanted them to do, then they were praised and they were loved and included. And if they if they truly did what they wanted to do, they felt like they weren't as loved. They weren't as appreciated. They weren't as validated by people around them. So for generators, a lot of generators can have a subconscious hang up about truly just doing what they love and that that's okay. And that that's good. And that that's actually the way that they find spiritual enlightenment. That's the way they find their life purpose is by simply enjoying the things they do, saying yes to what they want and saying no to what they don't want with no guilt and no shame. And, um, for projectors, a lot of projectors can have a subconscious fear that no one will ever recognize them or care or value their opinion or them as a person. I know for me as a projector, this is definitely, I came to this before human design, but I was thinking like, if I had one childhood wound, like what was it? And I really had to like sit with it and think about it. And I thought, I think it was that I always felt like I was smart and like I knew things and I feel like nobody cared and nobody listened to me and nobody um, valued my opinion and it made me feel like I wasn't important and it made me feel 
like outcasted and scared that I wasn't valuable and that I wasn't worthy and that I wasn't smart enough enough in general. Um, so if you're a projector, definitely recommend, you know, looking into that, seeing, feeling how much of that is there for you or not there for you, or if you have different subconscious fears. Um, and then for reflectors, a subconscious fear that could be there from childhood is feeling like you are kind of lost or lonely or excluded because you don't really know who you are and you don't really fit in in any one place. Instead, you kind of had fit in there and fit in in this other way and kind of changed and flowed a lot as a child. And you didn't really ever feel like you knew who you are. And so you weren't included as that person. So for a lot of um, reflectors, if they can look back and, and see if they have any fears around being excluded or ignored that's a really good place for you to start. So um, for anyone listening, if you want to go on a subconscious healing journey, that's definitely one place to start is looking into those childhood wounds and processing them, feeling them, shining a light on them. And simply by acknowledging them and giving love to them, and then potentially using some type of healing modality, like meeting with um, a healer or any of the modalities we're going to talk about next. Uh, but really just having awareness is the biggest step that you can make. Yeah. And it's the deeper energetic wound versus the physical trauma or wound that you might have had as a child. So um, for generators, you know, if instead of focusing on, you know, how many times did uh, someone ask me to do something that I didn't want to do or praise me for um, doing something that I didn't want to do? And, you know, who, who traumatized me instead shifting that to say, okay, what energetic trauma do I have overall that is wounding me? So these experiences, yes, they sucked and they weren't helpful or whatever, but deep down the core of my my trauma or my pain is that I sacrificed myself for other people and, and how that manifests for you now is, is, um, feeling like you're lit up by something when it benefits someone else. But then after doing it for a while, you realize you aren't really lit up by it and you were just sacrificing yourself or feeling like you want to sacrifice yourself for other people because that is the only thing you know as feeling good. Um, and so really getting um, really clear and like dissecting that in your life. And then for projectors, you know, again, instead of focusing on how many times was I ignored? How many times was I undervalued? Who undervalued me? Who didn't care about me and, and my gifts or just me in general? And instead just saying, um, like energetically, I felt unseen and I felt un unvalued and I felt trampled on and uh, put out and stifled. And that is what I'm here to transcend. That is what I'm here to really look at and say, okay, where do I harbor this? Where do I manifest this in parts of my life now? Um, and as a projector that can look like bitterness um, and feeling like you you're bitter for those people who did that to you, or you're bitter for those situations where you felt like that. Um, and really just owning up to that and saying, okay, I get to decide how I want to use this energy moving forward. Do I want to stay bitter 
and say like, F that person, F this situation, never doing that again? Or do I want to take control of my energy and use it to transcend and, and, um, experience better life moving forward? Um, and then for reflectors, you know, that, that can really manifest itself to also, um, feeling just overall disappointment with everyone for just not ever seeing you or for not being accepted or included as the person that you wanted to be in that moment. Um, so again, going like looking at the deeper energetic, uh, trauma or wounds or fear that is underlying instead of looking at the the specific situations, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that any of these subconscious wounds that you had, right? Anytime that you felt these traumas, these energetic wounds, actually the way that you can experience the opposite, which is very healing, is by using your strategy. So for a projector, if you felt like you were looked over and unseen and trampled on as an adult, the way that you heal that is by following your strategy of waiting for the invitation and making sure that when people do invite you, that they actually recognize you first. And by being able to give your wisdom in that correct way, by waiting for the invitation and recognition, you are able to have your wisdom seen and received. And that is also very healing for these subconscious wounds is experiencing the healing, the opposite. And you do that by following your strategy. So for manifestors, once again, it's the same, same thing with when you inform, that's when people control you less and you experience freedom. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's like, if I could break it into steps, it would be getting really clear on your energetic wounds and fears and really seeing how they've manifested in your life now. Like, where do I hold on to this? Where do I identify with this fear or this belief about myself? And where is it holding me back? Really facing those. And then just that awareness alone, giving gratitude would be the second step to just raising your vibration in general, giving gratitude to those things, giving gratitude to those wounds, to those things that held you back, to those things that stifled you or traumatized you and giving gratitude for your life experience. And then using your strategy to have a roadmap of how to turn this trauma into something useful, how to turn this experience into gold that you can use to propel you forward instead of just saying like, use your past trauma as a learning experience. And then, and then everything will be fine. It's like human design gives you literal tools to like do things in your life to move forward past these heartaches and past these hard experiences that you've had energetically. Mm -hmm. So you can then say, okay, here's my strategy I'm going to get really present in my body and I'm going to respond to exactly what's in front of me now, Mm -hmm. or I am going to tell people as a manifester that I've had these experiences and that's why I felt like I I wanted to pull away. And that's why I felt like I wanted to rebel, but now I'm feeling empowered and I feel like I want to create this new thing. Do you want to do it with me or not? Like, doesn't matter. Like you literally can use it to empower you, um, as a reflector, literally going and experiencing and flowing through life and allowing yourself to be surprised and to sample all of the different people and places around you and seeing how that 
uh, fuels your life or drains your life and seeing, creating the exact environment and dream life that you need to thrive. Um, and then, you know, what Dana said about projectors as well, using that strategy of waiting and allowing people to recognize you and then telling them. So it's, it's really like one face it two give gratitude three use your strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And then like also with human design, it's, there's a super, super powerful aspect of human design. And that is that you can know in your body graph chart, what your subconscious traits and qualities are. And having that awareness is extremely empowering and extremely healing on a subconscious level. So if you are not looking at your human design chart now, we encourage you to take it out and look over what your subconscious gates and channels are. If you don't have your chart, you can download it for free at mybodygraph.com and enter in your birthday and specific time information. Or you can go to our website, daylunalife.com to um, order your printed booklet with your chart or your ebook with your chart and reading. You could do it that way. But when you're looking at your body graph, you'll see in between the chakras, there are these lines that connect the chakras, the centers, and the lines either are white or they have red or black lines in them. So any place where there's red, that is where you are seeing your subconscious traits and qualities and gifts and characteristics. And anywhere that you're seeing black is your conscious side. And so it's really interesting with human design, you have your subconscious traits, which is your design. And then you have your conscious traits, which is your personality. And one, your personality comes from the moment that you're born, your subconscious design comes from about three months before you're born. And so with human design, you're able to see these two different sides of you. And even in your profile, you're able to see your personality consciously or subconsciously. And you're able to see the difference in those two parts of you. You're able to see the polarity within your own self. And so having awareness of these subconscious qualities is really powerful because, um, you might not know that you have these qualities within you or that you have these gifts, but then once you have awareness of them, you're able to lean into them and embody them in a whole new way. Like for me, for example, I have a, a subconscious trait of being competitive and wanting to be the first person to do something. And I didn't realize that I was like that until I saw that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I I do do that. I am like that. <laughs> and having that awareness and then having the awareness of, okay, what's the highest expression of this? And then what's the lowest expression? And now that I have this awareness, I can choose to naturally embody the highest vibration and to use this thing that I could have seen as a negative trait within myself, but to instead transcend that negativity and live out the highest expression, which is being someone who wants to innovate and wants to create new things that have never been before and wants to make changes and progress for the better in humanity. So just having that awareness and that shift is a really powerful healing thing for your subconscious. And um, we've heard it said before that all of your subconscious channels and gates are traits that you've experienced a lot in your past lifetimes. And then your black or personality channels and gates are the ones that you're really here to consciously embody in this lifetime, and they might be more new for you. So going back and looking at those subconscious qualities within yourself is 
um, connecting you to your subconscious in a way where it connects you to your past lives. It connects you to your soul and to your essence besides just being this one human form which we think is really interesting. And there's a lot of juicy goodness that is there diving into that side of yourself. And um, another thing that's really interesting to look at with your human design chart, when you want to study and have awareness of your subconscious is looking at your South node. So if you're looking at your body graph on this two sides of your body, you have this column of numbers. And on one side, on the right side, it's black. That's your personality side. On the left side, it's red. So those are your subconscious gates there that are all activated by different planets. And so the fifth number from the top on that left-hand side, whatever that number is, it's right by the symbol of your South Node. And that is the trait or quality that you're bringing into this lifetime from your past lives. And in your past lives, you've embodied this quality so much that you're bringing it into this past life. I mean, into this current lifetime, but the, the healing that is here is to really take the highest expression of this trait and leave behind the lowest vibration, which is not an easy thing to do. It really takes evolving and takes courage and takes intention to understand what the lower side of your South Node is and to leave it behind and to move towards the highest expression and move towards your soul's involvement in this lifetime. So looking into your South Node and what exact trait or quality within you embodies that energy and then taking the highest expression and really putting in the intention to leave behind the negative vibration of that. Um, and then of course, accessing your subconscious, there's all of these really fun, cool modalities that you can use to really connect with that side of you besides human design. So we wanted to share some of our favorites. Um, and one of the obvious big ones is through meditation. So anytime you enter a meditative state, your brain is creating theta brainwaves. And so you're in this very relaxed, calm state where you're still aware, um, but you're very, it's almost like you're sleeping. It's right before you fall asleep. And when you're in this theta brainwave state, when you're in this meditative state, you're able to bring your conscious awareness to your subconscious. So whenever you're in these meditations in any form, you're able to access your subconscious and connect in with that side of your mind. And so our favorite way to do that, obviously, is through sound baths. And anytime you go to a sound bath and hear singing bowls, crystal singing bowls, or metal singing bowls, your brain is automatically triggered to release these theta brainwave states. And you're able to access the, the subconscious part of your mind um, also through hypnotherapy or through any other type of meditation that you enjoy, you're able to connect with that subconscious part of your mind. I really like um, float pods where you go and you float in kind of like a sensory deprivation tank. Um, there's some really cool ones in LA where you can float and it's pitch black and it's the salt water you float like effortlessly, but you get into a theta state really quickly because there's no outside stimulus whatsoever. You can't hear anything. You can't see anything. Um, all you can feel is the water, um, but you don't feel the weight of your body because you're floating. So you get into a very deep meditative theta state to access this 
subconscious healing. And even just sitting in that theta state, whether that's in a sound bath or um, in breath work or meditation um, or float pod, um, just sitting in that state is so healing to your system to kind of let it just relax and um you're you're kind of accessing a deeper part of yourself that doesn't get to get accessed that often so that alone is really healing mm-hmm. and uh something that i've been doing playing with really recently is dream interpretation and observing your dreams so when you're when you're asleep you're subconscious mind is playing and releasing all of the stuff that's inside your subconscious mind through your dreams. And so by observing your dreams and even journaling them and writing them down and dissecting them, you're able to kind of check in and get these symbolic messages from your subconscious. Because I think your subconscious really speaks to you in symbols and in stories and in colors and in feelings. And it's not as... um, focused or mental as our conscious mind, right? So in your dream, um, you might see like this dark gray cloudy sky the whole time that you're in this dream. And of course, that's a symbol telling you about the mood, the feeling of it being dark and stormy and tumultuous. And that is a symbol for an emotional storm, seeing a physical storm. And so the way that I've been experimenting with uh, observing my dreams is through journaling. So at first it's kind of hard to even remember your dreams at all. Like you wake up and you feel like you didn't dream, but you do. Everyone has several dreams each night and the way that you can start to remember them is by setting an intention to and having a journal right on the side of your bed or having like a tape recorder or your phone. If you want to speak your dream into your recorder, but if you go to sleep, one night and say, I want to remember my dream. When I wake up in the morning, I'm going to write it down immediately and I'm going to remember it. The first night you still might not, but the second night you definitely will. And if you write down your dream, the second that you wake up, you're able to get it all out. And just being able to record your dream in that way makes it like a hundred times easier to remember your dream the next night and the next night. And also when you write down your dreams, that's when you really are seeing these really powerful symbols because you might not have noticed that the sky was completely gray until you write it down. And then you're like, and the sky was gray. Oh, isn't that interesting? Like what was my subconscious telling me? And I really believe that in your dreams, you're able to transcend a lot of the limitations that we have in this reality, in this three-dimensional reality with our perceptions. Um, And there's such powerful messages that can come to you in your dreams. I've had personally a lot of my um, memories of my past lives have come when I was sleeping, when I was dreaming. And Um, the more aware you are of your dreams, the more that you remember them and the more that you observe them, the easier it is to start seeing them and being able to find the wisdom and these like crazy, amazing experiences of remembering past lives or remembering truths that you've experienced on like, you know, a different 
plane of reality or a different dimension than the one that we live in Mm -hmm. currently because our dimension is very limiting we only perceive Mm -hmm. what we can see or taste or hear we can only see such a small amount of things in this world and so Mm -hmm. in your dreams you really transcend that Mm -hmm. yeah I need to start dream journaling for sure like as you were saying that my ear started ringing and Mm -hmm. I was like oh okay I need to listen (laughs) I need to listen to what you're saying and um tonight I'm going to put a journal by my bed so I can start journaling because I do dream a lot, but I don't ever write them down. And I know we've talked about this for years, Um, (laughs) but um, that's one thing that I haven't started doing yet. So Mm -hmm. that I guess is going to be my next thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, I think we've talked about this a lot and we've had a whole episode on breath work, but Shana and I both love breath work. And what's so cool about breath work, I mean, you are really just breathing and there's lots of different ways of doing breath work. And we always recommend going to a facilitator and having mm-hmm. a breath work in a safe space with someone who knows what how to do it because you're just breathing, but you can really... Um, put yourself into these really deep meditative states where you have these dreamlike visions or experiences. And um, if you're going to open yourself up and be totally game for relaxing that much and tapping into your subconscious that much, I definitely recommend being with a facilitator that can hold the space for you um, where you Mm -hmm. feel safe and held. Otherwise you can do it at home um, like with YouTube, you can, or like with Wim Hof, my roommates and I have been doing Wim Hof breathing every day <laughs> together and not in cold water, but just in regular water. And just breathing itself is so good for your body. It really like brings in oxygen to all of your cells and it clears out your chakra system, helps you clear out your not self themes and come back to your center. Um, but it also can connect you. If you really go into these like deep meditative states with breath work, it can connect you to your subconscious and you can have these really, really powerful dream like experiences or visions that, help you find profound subconscious healing in so many ways. Um, Like Shane, I remember the first time that you ever did breath work because you taught me about it and you called me and you're like, I have to tell you about my breath work. I can't tell you over the phone because it's too profound. I have to tell you in real life. And I'm like, oh my God, what? Like what could have possibly come from breathing? Because I've done breathing before, breathing exercises before. Like you feel calm and relaxed, but I've never had like a dream or like a vision from doing breath work until you told me about yours. And neither had I, honestly. I had never had um, such a visual and profound experience in my life until breath work. Like I really feel like it cracked me open into um, healing the subconscious parts of myself and like healing my inner child, Um, which I had always been, not always, but I'd been aware of my childhood traumas and my childhood um, wounds and experiences, but it wasn't until breath work that I started actually moving forward with healing them. And, um, I actually, my, my experience was kind of one that was so profound because it was, um, it was, it just, it taught me so much about, um, time and space and how you can heal parts of yourself. Um, 
from like, it doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter how many years have gone by um, that these issues have happened. And so basically in my breath work, I, um, I saw just so many things it was so visual and like so many different like portals and things. It just seemed like I was kind of zooming around space, if that makes any sense. And, um, and the one that just this, this, uh, experience that really cracked me open to healing these subconscious parts of me was I saw myself, um, as a child and I was like, 13 years old and I was in my room and, um, my, my mom was a hoarder. So, um, she, our house was always messy. And, um, and so it was really difficult growing up in that type of environment. And I just remember, I have this memory of being 13 years old and being standing in my room in front of my mirror at 3am and feeling so tense in my body and just like standing there with my arms, like, like in hands and fists, but like straight down my sides and just crying because I'd woken up with a cockroach on me and because my bed was on the floor, but I felt like I couldn't go sleep on the couch because there was probably cockroaches on the couch too. And I felt so trapped and I felt so, um, alone and I felt so isolated. And I was standing there and I was just crying. And in my breath work, I saw this memory so vividly, like it was a memory that I'd forgotten about, but that like, I always knew was there, you know, like childhood bullshit, trauma, whatever. But in my breath work, I saw it so clearly. I was taken to this moment and, um, I experienced it. Right. And I cried it out as if it was happening to me then, but then I, I, me, myself, now older, like energetically wrapped my arms around my child self and just like held me and just put this energy. I didn't say anything to me, but I put this energy of, you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. You're going to be seen. You're going to be heard. You're going to be loved. You're going to be safe. You're going to be stable and you're going to be clean. <laughs> and it's okay. Like cry it out, but just know that you're going to be okay. And then as I was doing that to my younger self, I saw like my highest self that didn't even look like me, um, wrap her arms or his arms, its arms, whatever. Cause my higher self always is changing, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, around me. And so it was, it was my higher self holding me and me holding my child self. And, um, and I had this instant knowing that because I did that right now in this breath work to my youngest self, that that is the reason why I turned out so normal and why I turned out strong and capable and with a positive attitude and with, um, an ambition to, move to have more to, um, be okay. And I just had this knowing in me, like instantly, it wasn't something I tried to think about or anything like in that moment, I knew that, that my childhood self was healed, like in real time to grow up, to be who I am now, because who I am now went back and 
and held who I was then and that I wouldn't be who I was now without me doing this breath work that I literally went back and healed my youngest self. Like it's literally like an arrival moment. Like have you seen the movie Arrival <laughs> where like time is circular and like it doesn't matter and what you do now can affect what you did then because it's all happening at the same time. And um and I just had this knowing that I literally had I had to do that for myself to be who I am now, but also to heal myself now and to heal myself then, like it's, it's all connected. And after that experience with breath work and that whole, like holding myself and all this stuff, I literally like it cracked something open in me, right? Like I left that experience feeling like I am powerful. And also I can now talk about these things. Like before I couldn't talk about those things like that, that in and of itself was, was a sign of healing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then being able to, I, I felt so healed and like, okay, this roadblock that I didn't even realize was holding me back energetically. It needed to happen. And now since then I've moved on to heal other things and other things and other things and kind of fast tracked this whole, um, experience, right? I could have gone through my whole life with having, holding on to this energetic tightness, this energetic block. Um, but that's just not, it wasn't my life path. Like my life path has been to transcend that. And that happened in that instant. Like it was so meant to be. So I feel like, um, the reason why I'm telling this story is because those moments are necessary for our lives and for our subconscious healing um, and for us really, 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 really getting deep and like going there. And there's things that you can do to help you do it. But whatever those things are, it's really about saying, okay, like I'm not going to choose to be upset or bitter at the situation. I'm going to choose to heal and transcend and be okay and um, be empowered to now actually move past it. Not just like say you move past it, but then be holding on to it secretly in the background. Like, no, to actually move past it. And what does it require to actually move past it? And it's, it's impossible to know what it requires unless you go there and you surrender to your ultimate healing, right? Like I couldn't have known, I couldn't have said a week before that or years before that, that to heal my childhood self, I have to go back and like hold her and tell her it's going to be okay. Like in breath work and throughout time, like I, I couldn't have told myself that no one could have told me that that's what I needed to do, but it requires that, um, that relentless, um, surrender right? To say, okay, I'm going to go do something that helps me go deeper into my subconscious. And then I'm going to surrender to what I need to move forward in my life because I want more. I want to go further. I want to have abundance and success and love. I want to do all the things and I want to do it with ease and plays and play. So like, what do I need to do to go deep and surrender to myself so that way I can heal and move forward? Mm, Yeah, that is such a powerful story and like such a profound experience that you had. And I just think it's amazing how no one told you to do that. Like when you were in the breath work session, like your instructor was instructing you to breathe. Nobody like, no, like that happened because you were able to meet 
your subconscious and your subconscious has all of this wisdom and knowledge about how to heal, about how to connect to your past lives and about how things really work, not just on our dimension or in our limited perception of reality. Like your subconscious knows your soul and your highest self. And it, when you choose to go there and to be brave and to allow yourself to get that deep within your own psyche, within your own subconscious, like that's a scary thing. Most people are terrified to do that. And a lot of people, when they do plant medicine, they meet their subconscious like this and they are, it's can be really scary for people because they're resistant, right? They're not actually like ready to surrender, like you were saying. But the whole thing with dealing with the subconscious is being willing and being brave enough to really go deep and know that no matter what is down there, you are strong enough and loved enough and supported enough to be able to handle it. And that if you can just see that deep truth, then you will be rewarded with this like quantum leap of healing. And the whole thing with this type of subconscious healing is you're tapping into the part of you that's infinite. You're tapping into the part of you that is a spiritual being. You're tapping into the part of you that is not stuck in a linear time zone. And so when you heal yourself in this subconscious way, you're able to heal the past, like you said, or you're able to heal the future. You're able to heal your ancestors from another time. Like it's not limited to you as an individual, the way our conscious reality is. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. And it's just crazy to me, Shana, that like, I've heard other people since then say that that's how you heal your childhood wounds is to go back to the moment that you really felt that fear and then to comfort and hold your child self and to wrap them in love and light. And I just think it's crazy that you didn't know you were going to do that. And you didn't know, you didn't know to do that. You just did it. Not at all. I had no idea that that, like I was literally, it was one of my, it was my second time going to breath work. And like, I had no, I wasn't even thinking about my childhood shit, like nothing. So, um, yeah, I know it like it blew my mind because I was I was just so surprised mm-hmm. at the experience. Um because if you had asked me a week ago, I wouldn't I would have said I didn't need healing there. Mm-hmm. That I was totally over that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it was it was that, you know, infinite self energy, that infinite energy of of if I didn't do that now, then I would not have turned out how I turned out. Mm-hmm. Like my, my child, like me, I needed that as a child. Right. And only because you did it now in the future, were you able to heal in the past and grow yes. and be comforted. And yeah. I mean, oh. And when you have those moments like that, the healing that you feel is on like a deep, cellular level. Like you can't even communicate it to other people because it doesn't even make sense in a linear way. Like explaining it with words is like a challenge because it's something that is felt. It's like vibrational cellular soul healing when we're talking about this type of subconscious healing. Um, My 
I've had, and I've had so many experiences like that with breath work too, where I've had like a full on visual, like it's literally like you're in a dream where you're seeing something and you're, you feel like you're really there and it's real, but it's like this vision. And so I've had a lot of experiences with breath work, but one of my, um, most powerful, like subconscious healing, uh, things that I've done was actually with yoga nidra. So yoga nidra is one of the types of yoga, but it's kind of like a very deep hypnosis where you lay on the ground and you have a facilitator walk you through breath work and these different types of body scans to where you become physically very, 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 very relaxed. And you start creating that those theta brainwave states, but you keep your consciousness alert and you are able to observe what your subconscious is showing you um, in this awake state. And so my experience with this yoga nidra that I did, um, it was so profound. Like we, she had us all like lay on the ground and then she did this whole thing that probably took like an hour and a half to get us into this like deep subconscious state. And then she said, um, to bring in the energy of the four directions. And so she had us meet ourself as a child. And she was like, you're going, I'm going to count to three and then you're going to see yourself as a child. And I was thinking in my head, like, no, I'm not, that's impossible. And then she's like, one, two, three. And then I saw myself and it I had this feeling like I wasn't just seeing myself in a dream. I felt like it was real. Like I literally went back in time and was able to observe my real childhood self when I was six years old with my like awareness or consciousness. And that's kind of hard to explain, but it felt so profound to me that this was real and not just an illusion or a dream or an experience. Like I literally felt like my subconscious went back in time and was able to meet myself as a child. And then she was like, your childhood self has a message for you. And she's going to share this message with you. And it's going to remind you of who you are and who you are at your core. And it's going to help you heal. And I remember again, like questioning it and being like, no, she's not going to say a message because this is just my dream and I'm making this up or whatever. And then she was like, (laughs) one, two, three. And then my childhood self said to me, you love everyone. You are full of joy. And it shocked me because it was like, so real that my childhood self said this to me. And it reminded me that when I was a child, I was so open to everyone. Like I literally loved everyone and I had no judgment at all about people. And as I've gotten older in so many ways, I've, I started to pick up judgmental tendencies and to compare myself to other people and to have my ego being involved and saying like, am I better or worse than this person? And to have that message from my childhood self was like so healing. And it really like brought me right back to my center and to my core and that I do love everyone and that I am this like ball of like joy and it was so profoundly healing. And then she had you meet your sub or your, um, yourself in the South, which is your teenage self. And then she's like, your teenage self is going to tell you a message. And for me, my teenage self told me, 
I want to be like you. And she was like looking at my adult self and saying, the version, the person that you've become is someone that I admire and that I'm proud of. And for me as a projector, like feeling like I had a wound around validation and then having my adolescent self tell me that she's proud of me and that everything that I am is something that she would want to be. It just was like so healing. And I got that validation from myself, from my subconscious, from doing this practice. And then, um, she had you meet your current self and see yourself in the mirror. And that was the medicine of the West. And then the final one was the medicine of the North. And she had me meet my elder self. And this was another one where like, I literally just like zoomed through a portal and like saw a portal and I went into the future and my consciousness met (laughs) my self as this old woman. And it was so realistic. Like I looked at her, AKA me in the future. I looked at her in the eyes and I saw her skin and her wrinkles in her hair and it was just so realistic and the feeling that I felt from her like it I was full on tears like bawling crying because it was so powerful and beautiful to meet myself as this like old woman that was so wise and loving and kind and her message for me she looked at me and she said you are beautiful and that's like all she said but the the feeling that I got from it was her telling me, stop questioning yourself. Stop being hard on yourself. Like you are perfect and I love you exactly as you are. And I'm here to nurture you and show you that you're perfect the way you are and you're beautiful the way you are. And I felt like for the rest of my life now, like me knowing my older self and getting that message for myself, like in the future healed myself now and my childhood self healed myself now. And like the same experience with having this quantum healing, this subconscious healing that transcends time. And for me, it was so powerful to get that validation from myself, from my own subconscious, instead of looking for it from other people. And, um, that was the year before I discovered human design, but it literally changed my life. Like it changed me on, on such a deep level, having that validation and self love. And like, you can't even really explain how powerful it is. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy how, um, when you go there and you take the time to surrender like that, that you can, literally have an experience that changes your life and changes your perspective on yourself. Um, and just, you know, just that being told from your old self that you are beautiful is just so, um, it's just kind of like a, like a check, like putting you in check. Mm-hmm. You know, like be like you better respect your old self. And mm-hmm. she's telling me that you're beautiful. So like, damn, my life is beautiful. Let me take a look around. Let me look in the mirror. Let me see how beautiful I am. Because when I'm older, I'm gonna admire, look back with admiration for who I am right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I love was, that so much. 
Yeah. So if any of you guys are listening and want to do breath work so that you can have an experience like this, um, one of our amazing, amazing friends, Akari, who we actually had on the show, if you want to listen to her episode, it was episode number seven. Um, but Akari does breath work via Skype. So you can book a session with her, a private session and do it in your home, but she can facilitate and lead you in breath work from, um, her place in Long Beach near LA. So we really recommend her because because it is really important if you're going to be going this deep into your subconscious to be with someone who you feel safe and um, like you're really taking care of and in good hands. So we really recommend Akari. And then I did that yoga nidra with this amazing woman um, named Jana Romare. And if you want to follow her on Instagram, um, her name is J-A-N-A and her last name is Romer, R-O-E-M-E-R. And she does her yoga nidras online as well. So you can purchase her like yoga nidra hypnosis meditation and do it in your own house where you lay down and you listen to it. And um, I really recommend that if you guys are looking for a modality to help you go deeper and to have these transcendent experiences where your subconscious shows you what you need to heal and how you need to heal it. And And, um, it's so transformational. And if you guys are listening to this and you're into human design, you obviously are people who are on a spiritual journey and want to become the best version of yourself. And so thanks for listening to this episode. And we hope that we've inspired you and, um, empowered you to go down the, the side of the subconscious healing. And if you guys have any questions for us about any of this stuff, as always, you can reach out to us on our Instagram at dayluna and you can find us on our website, daylunalife.com. If you want to send us an email, you can do so there. Hello at daylunalife.com. And, um, we love you guys and we hope wherever you are, you feel your soul calling you and guiding you and you feel your highest self and your spirit guides and your ancestors and all of these unseen forces that love you and that guide you and that are here to help you find healing and become a fully empowered, fully embodied person in this lifetime who loves themselves and knows who they are. Um, And so I hope you guys have a beautiful day and let's continue the conversation at our Instagram and love you guys. Bye.